You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 19th of May. I'm Jane Kavner from our Corporate Treasury Desk and I am joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss the continued uncertainty in the markets and in particular the interest rate outlook. John, nice to talk to you again and thank you for joining us. Let's start with last week where risk aversion was once again apparent in the markets. Can you tell us what was driving this? So what we saw last week was a bit of return to risk aversion in markets. Now, this is in the context of the previous couple of weeks. Indeed, April was a very good week for equity markets, or very good month, should I say, for equity markets. But that then again followed March, which was a very poor month performance-wise. But what we did see last week, though, was a bit more risk aversion, risk off mood, come back into play, a bit of caution. Reflecting the fact that you know European equity indices were down around four to five percent, Wall Street was down around two percent on the week. So there was a couple of factors that kind of just came into the fore that played or weighed a little bit on on risk appetite. Uh, we had a raft of Fed speakers, in, including the Fed Chair Powell, just emphasising just how challenging the economic outlook is going to be. So in one way, that may have refocused markets back on just the macro outlook and the challenges that exist. At the same time, then, there's the risk in the background there of a re-escalation in U.S.-China tensions, which is a which is a fallout from COVID-19 and, and the different issues at play there. So just all that kind of just made a, a bit more of an uncertain backdrop, a bit more negative news flow, and that just weighed on sentiment on the week, which was reflected then, as I said, in, in just those uh, weaker performance on equity markets. Although equity markets in the US did kind of finish the week steady to slightly higher, but on the week they were still a little bit lower. John, in our latest weekly market brief, which I note is appropriately entitled less than zero, markets would appear to be uncertain that interest rates in some of the major economies have not yet bottomed out. It's pretty bleak out there, is it not? Yeah, when we look at uh, what's happening with futures contracts, so this gives us a read in terms of how the market may be expecting official rates to go. We've had the, both the Bank of England and the Fed kind of a bit reticence on maybe negative interest rate, but futures contracts are definitely tying with the idea that the US and the UK rates could turn negative. So if you think at the moment, the Fed funds rate, which is the official rate in the US, is at 0.125%, and the official rate in the UK is 0.1%. And what we've seen over the last two to three weeks is just market starting to price in the possibility that you could get rates small five to ten base points cut uh, further in both the US and the UK this year so they're toying with the possibility that rates could go negative at the same time if you look at what's priced in for the ECB there's about another five base points of a cut in the deposit rate which is currently at minus 0.5 percent so markets think that the possibility that the next move in rates could be a slight reduction again but one key thing to bear in mind, I think, is just the different soundings that are coming out from the Bank of England versus the Fed on negative rates. So, you know, we had a couple of Fed speakers, as I said, they're out last week talking, including Powell. And, you know, they basically said their view hadn't changed, that, you know, it's not something they're currently looking at. Uh, and thus, negative rates don't appear to be on the horizon anytime soon in the US. In contrast, the Bank of England, a number of governor, deputy governor, and even over the weekend, chief economist, have been less categorical and ruling out possibility of negative rates. 
But the key takeaway from all this is what markets expect is rates to remain very low for a long period of time. So if you look from an ECB perspective in terms of what's expected, 10 base points rise in the depot rate from its current level is not priced in until mid-2025. And if you look at the UK, futures contracts suggest bank rates unlike, unlikely to rise back above 0.25% until early 2024. So it's very much a, a low for longer horizon from an interest rate perspective. And what that just reflects is just the challenge and economic outlook and the uncertainty there and the fact that the market doesn't think that any of these economies will need rate increases anytime soon because of the challenging outlook. And if anything, the possibility is they may need actual rate cuts to deal with some of the economic downturn. So we're a long way off any positive turn really in the curve. Yeah, in terms of what's expected there for markets, if anything, the next move they expect is a slight further reduction, maybe in the region of five to 10 basis points in rates before a few years out where we see any sort of rate hikes actually been priced in. Thanks, John. Turning our thoughts to the UK, Sterling is again on the defensive, flirting as it is around two month lows against both the euro and the dollar. I would suggest the odds will currently appear to be slowly stacking up against the pound, dealing as it is with the impact of COVID-19 negative rates and of course Brexit very much back at the fore. What can we expect John? Yeah so when we look at the outlook for sterling uh, obviously what happened in March in terms of the extreme volatility makes it quite hard to actually predict to put any forecast around uh, where we could go from here on out. You mentioned there yourself Jane in the question you know COVID-19 still is a bit of negative sentiment in the market and uncertainty around the UK specific response to it. Obviously at the same time there's concerns over the UK fiscal policy and whether they've permanently moved towards a looser fiscal stance so that brings issues to the fore around its budget deficit on top of you know what could be a more challenging economic outlook uh, and then last but by no means least we obviously have Brexit and we're starting to see in the last week markets kind of refocus back uh, on Brexit we had updates from both negotiating parties last week which just highlighted the lack of progress there so the risk does still remains very much the fore that at the end of December if there's no extension to the transition period we could be looking at a no trade deal scenario in other words the UK uh, falls back on WTO rules so that's clouding the outlook uh, for sterling and you know as the year progresses and if the clock winds down and there's no transition period extension and it looks as if the talks are making very little progress then that could start to weigh on Brexit so their downside risks are coming more to the fore for Brexit over the next couple of months so in level terms we've seen euro sterling move back up 89p so obviously back in March we moved very quickly from 84p up to a high of 95p so that type of trading range of volatility could still be prevalent in sterling over the next couple of months so further weakness uh, on the horizon then John yeah, definitely the risks are, are there for sterling that come back to the fore and we see some more weakness, uh, kind of ex- an example of what we started to see a bit last week. And we could see that take hold even more. All right. Super, John. Just before we finish up, PMI's got a lot of attention last month, having crashed to historic lows. Are we likely to see any recovery when they are released later this week? That's what's expected, all right, because if you think the the PMIs were for April, so April was the month that should capture the worst of the downturn because it's when most of the uh, economies and lockdown measures and restrictions were very much in full force uh, and lasted in practically all the major economies throughout the full month. So we're only starting to see an easing of restrictions now. So what we expect in the flash PMI readings for May is, is a pickup. Now, we still think that they'll be below 50, so they'll still be very much inconsistent with contraction, but that they will suggest that that pace of contraction may start to have ease. Interestingly enough, on Friday, we had the flash US consumer sentiment index 
uh, for May, and that did show a pickup compared to its April level. So what we looked this week to the PMI data is just to see stabilisation and some improvement in the indices, which would be consistent with what we expect, is that as we get through May, into June, into the second half of the year, as the restrictions ease back, as economies reopen, we start to see an improvement in the performance uh, of those respective economies. John, many thanks for the update. And a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. For those customers impacted, you can find details of AIB's support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. As always, to stay up to date with our latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk and the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Stay safe, people. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.